Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Friday, January 28th. It is prophesied in the book of Amos that in the last days there would be a famine in the land, not a famine for food, but a famine for the word of God, as it is written in Amos 8, 11, and 12. Behold, the days come, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Even in the days of Joseph, there were seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. He had stored up grain for the seven years of famine. The Daily Audio Torah is your storehouse where you can get grain. It is twenty minutes every day of pure scripture flowing out, living manna to feed your spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Mishpatim, and it means ordinances. Exodus 23, 20-25 See, I am sending an angel before you to protect you on your journey and lead you safely to the place I have prepared for you. Pay close attention to him and obey his instructions. Do not rebel against him, for he is my representative, and he will not forgive your rebellion. But, if you are careful to obey him following all my instructions, then I will be an enemy to your enemies, and I will oppose those who oppose you. For my angel will go before you and bring you into the land of the Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Canaanites, Hivites, and Jebusites, so you may live there and I will destroy them completely. You must not worship the gods of these nations or serve them in any way or imitate their evil practices. Instead, you must utterly destroy them and smash their sacred pillars. You must serve only the Lord your God. If you do, I will bless you with food and water, and I will protect you from illness. Matthew eighteen twenty one to nineteen twelve. 
Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No, not seven times, Yeshua replied, but seventy times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him. In the process, one of his debtors was brought in who owed him millions of dollars. He couldn't pay, so his master ordered that he be sold, along with his wife, his children, and everything he owned, to pay the debt. But the man fell down before his master and begged him, Please be patient with me, and I will pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity for him, and he released him and forgave his debt. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged for a little more time. Be patient with me, and I will pay it, he pleaded. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and told him everything that had happened. Then the king called in the man he had forgiven and said, You evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant, just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. That's what my heavenly Father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. When Yeshua had finished saying these things, he left Galilee and went down to the region of Judea east of the Jordan River. Large crowds followed him there, and he healed their sick. Some Pharisees came and tried to trap him with this question. Should a man be allowed to divorce his wife for just any reason? Haven't you read the scriptures? Yeshua replied. They record that from the beginning God made them male and female. And he said, This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united into one. Since they are no longer two but one, let no one split apart what God has joined together. Then why did Moses say in the Torah that a man could give his wife a written notice of divorce and send her away? They asked. Yeshua replied, Moses permitted divorce only as a concession to your hard hearts, but it was not what God had originally intended. And I tell you this, whoever divorces his wife and marries someone else commits adultery, unless his wife has been unfaithful. Yeshua's disciples then said to him, If this is the case, it is better not to marry. Not everyone can accept this statement, Yeshua said. Only those whom God helps. Some are born as eunuchs. Some have been made eunuchs by others and some choose not to marry for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Let anyone accept this who can. Psalm 23, 1-6 The Lord is my shepherd, 
I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Proverbs 5 22 and 23. An evil man is held captive by his own sins. They are ropes that catch and hold him. He will die for lack of self-control. He will be lost because of his great foolishness. I want to speak to you today from Matthew chapter 18 and Take a look at this parable of the unmerciful servant and unpack it. Probably one of the most prevalent sins that's found in the body of Yeshua is the sin of unforgiveness. We have all had times in our life when we have been greatly wronged. Could be some kind of a betrayal could be some kind of a uh, a theft from a business partner an adulterous act from a spouse um being thrown under the bus from a grown son or daughter who won't talk to you or have anything to do with you it could be any number of things and the greater the wound the greater the pain the more difficult it can be to forgive. It can seem even impossible to forgive. And sometimes it really is in our own flesh and in our own strength. It's only by the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit that we really can release and forgive someone else. But in this parable that we read today, This servant owed millions of dollars, and he couldn't pay, and he was about to be sold as a slave, along with his children and wife, and everything he owned in order to pay the debt. He begged his master for mercy, and his master had compassion upon him, and he forgave the debt. He basically canceled it. But then... When the servant was released, one of his fellow servants, who owed him a few thousand dollars, he went to him and insisted upon payment. And his fellow servant asked for mercy. And he had the man arrested and put in debt in prison until the debt could be paid. So here's the concept and the principle. When we sin, we came to Yeshua as a sinner. And he forgave us when we repented. When we gave him 
our heart and we repented, we were forgiven and he canceled our debt. And so because we've received forgiveness in the vertical relationship with God our Father, we are commanded to extend forgiveness in our horizontal relationships with others on this earth. They go hand in hand, and it's not a suggestion. It is a command. And yet we struggle. Ultimately, forgiveness is a decision. It's not an emotion. It's not a feeling. It's a decision. It goes something like this in your heart when you decide to forgive. It's a prayer that you can pray because unforgiveness leads to bitterness. And unforgiveness is an evil spirit. And it likes to lurk around in our mind, in our thoughts, and in our heart, in our emotions. And so the way you pray to get rid of unforgiveness is something like this. Heavenly Father, I purpose and choose to forgive so-and-so. You fill in the blank. And I repent, and I renounce, and I reject the spirit of unforgiveness. I confess that I've had unforgiveness towards this person, and I repent of that, and I renounce that spirit. And spirit of unforgiveness, you go. You are evicted out of the house of my soul. This permission slip is canceled. You go. And now I cover the door through which that spirit entered in the blood of Yeshua, and I close it and seal the the door with the blood of Yeshua. Holy Spirit, please come now. Heal my heart and reveal to me your truth. And then you get quiet and you listen. He may bring a scripture to your mind. He may give you a vision or a picture. He may whisper a personal word just to you. He may bring back a memory or show you some kind of a picture. But he will minister to your heart when you pray like that. When we don't forgive, unforgiveness leads to bitterness, and that's a very evil spirit, and it keeps us bound. It keeps us in chains. So, really, forgiveness is for our own benefit and for our own good. Sometimes when we forgive, God may ask us to do something to uh, walk that out. That it's not just a, a decision, but now he wants you to do something. He may have you pray for that person on a regular basis. If the person stole from you or ripped you off or robbed you, he may have you bless them in some way. I'll give you an example of forgiveness, getting set free from unforgiveness in my own life. Many, many years ago, I was a single mom and I was not receiving any child support, and I had three children to raise. And the father was very capable of paying. He was a veterinarian and was making good money. 
but just chose not to pay. I was in the state of Washington. He was in the state of Florida. And Florida is one of the worst states in the country for enforcing child support. So for many years, there was not a dime of child support. And we struggled financially. And I was bitter. I was very bitter. And I tried to work in the court system and through the child support agency. And it just, the doors were all closed and nothing would happen. And it was just going nowhere. And so one day I walked into a prayer room and there was a person in there I'd never met before. And he spoke to me in the spirit and he said, you have bitterness and unforgiveness and God wants to set you free from that today. And it was just absolutely like a truth arrow that hit right into my heart. And immediately I began to weep and I began to repent. And the Lord took me kind of into a vision. And what I saw was a river and the river water was not flowing. It was stagnant. And there were all these big logs. There was a log jam in the river. And the logs were stopping the water from flowing. And what he showed me was that those logs were logs of bitterness within me. And as I made that decision and prayed that prayer to forgive the lack of child support, all of a sudden the logs began to disappear and dissipate. And the water began to flow. Fresh, clean moving water. And so I forgave the lack of child support, decided not to be bitter about it. Later on that day, the father spoke to me quietly, and he said, I want you to forgive the debt. And I said, well, I already have, Father. I have forgiven the debt. He said, no, I want you to literally cancel the debt. Oh, and I said, yes, sir. So at home, I had about 10 file folders, each two or three inches thick, with court actions and court paperwork with this whole issue between the state of Washington and the state of Florida, back and forth, back and forth. And so I had a burn party, and I had a little campfire in the back of the property and burned all of those court documents. And when the ashes cooled down, I stomped on them under my feet. And then I wrote a letter and I was owed about $60,000 in back child support. And so I wrote a letter to the division of child support in both Oregon and Washington and Florida, and asked them to close the case on my behalf, that they could consider the debt of child support, back child support, that was owed to me as canceled. And the case was closed. And I was free. I was no longer bound up in all this bitterness about the lack of child support. So that's my story. And 
we're going to have lots of opportunities in this life to forgive because we live in a world full of sin and people sin against one another. And we have a choice every time to decide to forgive or to decide to hold it against them. Know this. The Lord says, vengeance is mine. And though you may let someone off the hook, they're not off God's hook. Now, maybe they'll repent, and maybe they won't. And if the other person does not repent, be sure of this. There will be a day of reckoning. And God will hold them accountable for their actions and their behaviors and their decisions. He will hold them accountable. But our job is to show mercy, grace, and forgiveness. And let go of the tug-of-war rope. And place that person in the hand of God. One thing that can really help with forgiving, if you're struggling, is to pray a little bit every day for that person. Um blessings on their life. Pray for their salvation. Pray for their marriage. Pray for um, blessings in their life. And what that does is it keeps your own heart soft and tender. And that's what we want. May we walk in forgiveness towards one another, even our enemies, even those who would want to do us harm. We must not fall into anger and hatred. We must walk in grace and in forgiveness. Have a blessed day. Shalom. Adonai Vish Mareka Yeah Adonai Anavilaka Vikuneka Isa Adonai Anav Ileka Vayaseh Leka Leka Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24-26 Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs>